Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Allegedly Credible. I'm Danielle, aka the Lady Faye. You can follow me on Instagram at the Creative Lady Faye. And I'm Mel, aka the main chick. You can follow me on Instagram and you can follow me on Facebook under the same name. And today we have a special guest with us. I'm gonna let her well, no, no, no. Actually, I'm gonna introduce. <laughs> this is my little cousin. And she is a mother, she's an author, she's a writer. She also owns her own business, Black Girls Inc. and Black Men's Inc. And also Black Kids Inc., correct? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to introduce, I'm going to let her introduce herself, her name and all that stuff. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Barbara Hall but most people in the book world know me as Sister Goose. And thank you for that lovely introduction, Danielle. <laughs> um, also, as she said, you know, I'm the owner and founder of Black Girls and Men Kids Inc. And kids, and the Kids Inc. will be coming this summer. Yay! And, yes, and I'm also known for playing my character, Cheryl, from my book. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's pretty much it about me. Like you said it to the T. Yeah, it's so. good. All right. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about pregnancy. And before I even say this, I always give this disclaimer out because, you know, we're, our opinions are also always constantly evolving and changing. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we might not always agree with each other, but it's all out of love. So take the advice that you need take the advice, throw away the rest you don't, or give it to somebody else, that's okay. But we're going to dive into our topic. So today's topic, this is a special Mother's Day episode. Shout out to all the moms. I'm going to shout out my mom, Lita Faye. I'm going to shout out my mom that's not on social media. Hi, mom. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call you by your first name because you'll smack me through the phone. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll shout out my mom too, who's also my co-host, um, Karen, oh. aka Sugar Mama. That's who everybody know her as. So, hey, mom, love you. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna go. We're gonna dive into the topic. We're gonna talk about pregnancy. I have. I'm not a mother. I'm. I'm not a mother. I'm scared to be a mother. But I have scared. two <laughs> awesome mothers here with me. So I'm gonna start with Mel. How many kids do you have? I got one and a half. <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. My my kids baking, so that's why it's not full. <laughs> and Barbie, how many kids do you have? I have two and done. One of each. One boy, one girl. One and two done. That's the life. That's <laughs> the life. Okay, so Mark, first question is when you I'm going to ask Barbie first. When you first got pregnant, what was your original reaction? Like, how did you feel? See, for me, it was good and very nervousing. Um, I was very, very excited. But at the same time, I was very, very nervous because I was in the ministry at the time. Oh. So it was like, uh... Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. How old were you when you first got pregnant? I was 
my in my late 21s, like towards oh. almost being 22. Um, but I wasn't ashamed. You know, normally people would be like, oh, I'm gonna try to hide it and this and that. I called right. my pastor right away after it was confirmed. Mm -hmm. oh. and I told him because I'm the type of chick of you won't hear from anyone else but me. You don't mm -hmm. hear from a person's mouth. Mm -hmm. And my pastor was very supportive and let me know that um God has not taken this calling off of your life and mm -hmm. that there's a reason for everything. And, you know, whenever the time come right now, you had to sit down, but whenever the time come, you're always welcome to come back up. And that made me feel better. So after that, I got excited again. Oh, I think that's a great response because I don't think every pastor would have had that response or, and, and yeah. that would have been like, it would have okay. been terrible. Yeah. But you my know, church was very, very supportive. That's so good. I was very lucky and I wasn't really, I guess I was excited too. Cause I knew the person who I was having a child with, I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Mm. There was no if, ands or but about that. So <laughs> I was excited. That's good. That's good. What about you, Belle? Um, well, <laughs> my first pregnancy, I felt like it was time. Um, but I think I felt more nerve wracked. The more people I told about it. The, okay, so when I say people, I meant like, you know, the older crowd, like my parents, my grandparents, how they were going to receive me. Granted, I was like 28. And I already been moved out of my house and had my own car. And I was semi stable for that time period. Like I wasn't at risk of anything, but a lot of people look at me and they don't see me as how I see myself. They like to pigeonhole me or like portray me as younger than what I am. And uh, after I got off that hump and just realized like, this is a, about my family now, Taryn, me and this kid, it kind of, all the nerves went out the window. Because oh. there were definitely things said. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, bro. We shit. all had that moment. I had that <laughs> moment too, so. You know, they, people try to try you every chance they get. And I'm like, yo, chill. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really not going to lie. I was not excited when she told me she was pregnant. I felt like a horrible friend. But in all fairness, it was just like, I was always around kids. I've been around kids constantly for like over 10 years. And... Like, this was my fun friend. This was a friend we go out and we do stuff. So when she told me she was pregnant, I, I don't, I did not handle it well. I was just like, I cannot be around. I will not be around. But then after I sat back and I was like, okay, come on, this is your friend. And then on top of she that, support. we weren't really, you know, doing the same old, same old anymore. We were slowing down too. We were slowing down, but also like y'all were my escape too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like right. I went from like a house full of kids to coming over to your house. So mm -hmm. it was just kind of, it was hard for me to accept at the moment. But then once I realized, cause her parents are away, like they, they don't even live in the state. And once I realized like, okay, these are two people that mean a lot to me. Of course, I'm going to be there for their kid. Of course, I'm going to be there, like, to help her out and all this other stuff. It took it And took then me, again, you get to go home. Yeah, and then <laughs> I get to go home. So, right. so I did get to, um, and then after I was good, I was like, okay, 
we did the gender reveal. We did the baby shower. Like I did all that. So I was just like, all right, I, I'm good now. Yeah. But at first, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> like I, I don't want to pretend. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I was like excited. Like, oh my God, guys, I'm having a baby. No, I wasn't like that. I was just like, hey, so it's that time. So did you, did you, did you always want to be a mother Barbie or did it just, I did. I always wanted to be a mother. Um, and really I only wanted one child. (laughs) Just like Um, her. Just like me. And I, um, wanted a daughter. So I can name her after my mother because it was like a big promise I made my mom when I was five. I was going to name her after her. Mm-hmm. So when I found out she was a girl, which I already knew before they told me, <laughs> I told them, I was like, it's a girl, confirm it. And they looked at me like I was crazy, but it was a girl. Uh, <laughs> and I just wanted one. But my son, actually, he, he surprised me. And I'm letting all you women know uh, who do try to get pregnant and um, just because you have a period don't mean you're not pregnant. I was pregnant Thanks. three months with my son and I did not know. Yep. I did not know. And I felt like I was really messed up because I was drinking coolers like okay. not long before I right. found out I was pregnant with him and stuff. It was around summertime. I was like, oh no. Right. So, <laughs> Hot girl summer. <laughs> yeah. So when I found out I was pregnant and I, I was pregnant at the same time as my sister, so I knew she was going to have her baby like two months before me I'm like okay we'll be a good separate and they told me no my date was like literally around the same time as my sister's and I said that don't make no sense because my sister found out a while ago she was pregnant and I'm just Uh, now finding out and he said well ma'am you've been pregnant for two and a half months you're going on three months and I was like no because I had full-blown periods oh wow and he said well that happens to women but you're pregnant I didn't need to hear that because that makes me nervous it made me nervous (laughs) that's like you know those shows that are like I didn't know I was pregnant for nine months I should have been on there because I didn't know so now it was like okay honey we're not just pregnant we're gonna find out what we have in like a month and a half like, wow you're real, real I want to know what was going around on around that time where both y'all got pregnant around the same time. <laughs> she, said, wow. she said that joke sticky <laughs> it, it was rough when we was oh. pregnant at the same time okay oh my it God. was rough but I mostly put the attention on my sister it was her first pregnancy right it right, was right. my second Right. So oh. I wanted to make it as beautiful as it was for her. Oh, okay. and I gave I gave her a very wonderful experience. I gave her a small baby shower, uh-huh. took her shopping. Um, every day I would do this thing that me and my mom would do, and we would talk about, yeah, well, what are you gonna have? Let's think of names and look at baby stuff together online. I would try to make her very very excited about it and she would ask me 50 million questions though I hated that part <laughs> okay at one in the morning knocking on my door uh, oh, is this God. normal because she's my next door neighbor right oh you guys are close so <laughs> it's like one in the morning I'm getting woken up is this normal 
yes this is normal <laughs> is this normal yes this is normal did you feel this way too yes yes i did can you i go to sleep text. now <laughs> i want to go to sleep because i'm pregnant with a baby so it's like her she's pregnant she gets to sleep what she want do what she want i was pregnant with a baby i'm like girl we got to cut these questions off at Yo. 8 p.m <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. oh. so so same with you Mel did you want to be a mom like no I don't be no mom <laughs> <laughs> um but I love it now <laughs> I love my kids oh I didn't okay I didn't want to be a mom because I felt like I already was a mom because I basically had so me and my brother and sister's me and my sister are 12 years apart. Me and my brother are 17 years apart. Shout out to the bros and the sis. Um, you know who you are, Josie and Trent. Um, and because of that gap, a lot of, and my parents being um, hardworking, independent people, they're like, hey, you're older. You have a car. Can you help us raise these kids? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So when I was doing that, and then Taryn, when I when I met Taryn, he helped out significantly. People used to think that they were our kids, and I was like, "Bro, like this is not a thing. I'm only 17, 18, 19. I'm not ready to have this type of relationship with any younger <laughs> human race." But um, Taryn said that he always Taryn said that he always wanted to be a dad since he was a child. And so we agreed that we would take it one day at a time because I was like, since I had dealt with that and kind of it kind of developed a sort of trauma because I didn't know where I stepped in as a big sister versus being having like mom like responsibilities. It kind of got blended in a way. I was like, I don't know if I could do this my whole life being so young. Right, right. It's a different mentality. Oh, I understand that too, because I've take like I said, I've taken care of kids my whole life. I worked in childcare. Um, you know, I babysat a lot. And then when my brother started having kids, I pretty much raised them. I had, I had them all the time to a point where people just automatically assumed they were my kids. And it was even to a point where especially the younger one would call me mommy all the time or mommy Dia, mommy, mm-hmm. mommy. And she, there were times where her parents be right there and she would not ask them. <laughs> she, would, she would ask me. And I'm just like, yo, like, I love you, but can I have a break? Like I had no privacy. She would no not, she privacy. would bust in the door while I was going to the bathroom. I used to call her my little gynecologist because she'd be all up in there. And then Everyone's like, gonna like hear this. She's gonna hear this. She's like, why is she putting my business out here? <laughs> she puts my business out here all the time. I'm she always puts my business out. Yeah. So you know, and I remember like just I, she would sleep with me. There, like I had no privacy. I, I remember I was talking to this guy, and every time I talked to him, she just busting my room. Like, hey, who are you talking to? Da 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 da. Mind you. She wasn't, she, she wasn't even two yet. No. Just like all up in my business. So for me, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm right now because of the time I dealt with children. I, I'm just like, I can't even picture myself having kids right now. But if I did, I only want one child. I want it to be a girl. I already know her name, but that's if I did. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Um, but- I mean, you know, you already stated 
in prior episodes what was going to happen. You were going to get married and have the whole, like, American dream family dynamic. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just reminding see. you what we'll you're see. saying. All right. So what was your worst trimester, the worst trimester for you? The whole thing. Facts. Facts. Um, yes. <laughs> for me, and I just want to say when they say high risk pregnancy, if they could, my picture would be in there for both. Oh, for both of them? Yes. So pregnancy was not a good journey for me. That's oh. why I only wanted one child in the first place. Because you pregnancy, knew already? Yeah, from my daughter. I almost died from having my daughter alone. Oh, wow. So, and then I had an infection that they didn't even know what to do. Oh. So I didn't want another one. It was, it was a long healing after that. So with that, my daughter, the whole trimester was terrible. The whole, I was sick from beginning to end. I'm talking about throwing up. Mm. Even during the C-section, I was throwing up during the c-section yep i did that yes. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> and, then I, and then they had to um they had to push code blue on me because her heart rate <gasps> dropped oh no and i i was so mad because they was clearing my family out the room to get me ready to go to c-section mm-hmm. so i'm by myself and it was raining outside it was a real bad thunderstorm outside and then when I looked outside and I looked back in the room, you know how you look at the window and turn back into the room, you know? Yeah. And it looked like it was raining in the room. Oh, God. And I'm like, is it raining in here? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, and I was like, I feel hot. I don't feel good. And the one doctor was like, she's just nervous because she got to get a C-section. And thank God for my nurse, because, you know, the nurses be with you from beginning to the end. Right. And she was like, no, because she she accepted what's about to happen. There's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's when the machines start beeping and they push code blue because their stuff was dropping. And I was having preeclampsia. Preeclampsia was right then and there. Preeclampsia was coming on. So they had to hurry up and get her out. Oh, okay. So were you awake for any like I mean you were awake for that part, but like when when I was I was awake. Okay. I was awake for the whole thing. My husband got to be there. Um, and then after I had her, I had I had preeclampsia because you can't get it after you have the baby. Oh, wow. Okay. So and that's for the record. Preeclampsia is high blood pressure while you're pregnant or in her case after pregnancy. Yeah. So with my daughter, I got it after pregnancy. So her, her whole pregnancy, like I said, was terrible. The only good thing for me was I lost weight from throwing up. Oh, God. Oh God. That was it. <laughs> that was it. I was like, oh, look, I don't even look pregnant. I mean, my stomach got that nice shape. <laughs> Shout out to the small victories. Oh, yes, I was like trying on the old pants. I was like, look, these are pants for <laughs> Like, okay. I mean, that that was the only good part. And with my son, his whole pregnancy was terrible because I found out as soon as I was pregnant, the next appointment, I had preeclampsia from the get-go. Oh, wow. So if you had preeclampsia one, you're like 75% going to get it the second time. Mm, mm. So I got it from him from the get-go and he was premature. 
Oh, how many? Had preclamps, yeah. I had him at 27 weeks. So oh. he was three pounds, <gasps> nine ounces. And preeclampsia can make, um, if it not only do the high blood pressure and stuff, but it can make you have seizures. And I was close to having a seizure. And oh my, my God. body was rejecting him. Oh, oh wow. my God. So that's why we had to hurry up and get him out because my body was rejecting my son as if he oh, was some type of disease or something. So that's why I was like, for me, if it was a high risk pregnancy book with pictures, <laughs> I would be in it. Oh my God. Well, first of all, they just just to let everybody know, her son is beautiful, yes. healthy, perfect. Like he he is very well. So is her daughter. Very healthy. Every they're good. Like just so yes. you know. And also, I my I want to let people know my cousin is tough. Okay, when I tell you she's tough, you had cancer twice, correct? Yes, I did. I had yeah. cancer, and it actually came from my pregnancy with my daughter. That Jesus Christ turned into cancer. I would so, never be pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said it wasn't actually. She didn't know. Yeah, I didn't want to pregnant again. But I don't want to scare people who want to oh, be yeah, pregnant. No. Yeah, yeah. If I have understand. a wonderful support system, which I did. Like my husband held that bucket for me. Mm. We was an He held the bucket. <laughs> I have a phobia of throwing up. So oh. he was holding my hand holding a bucket for me wiping it cleaning it all up he took care of me a hundred percent so no matter how tough the pregnancy is if you have a wonderful partner who's going to support you that's what make the pregnancy worth it yes right yes well i'm gonna say this too like i hope i hope your 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 kids know especially when they grow up all the stuff you went through all the stuff that you're doing for (laughs) them them baby book i wasn't playing i put it in a baby books and i was like documented i dare i put the um hospital records in karen's baby book Oh, wow. So she can have it and read it, but also for when she get pregnant and older. Mm-hmm. So she oh, knows nice. that if I had difficulties this to is... let them doctors know, because she'd be bound 50% to have them type of difficulties. Cause she's right. Pregnant. right. So now, that's really smart. Like you that. had said something to me on a phone conversation a while ago that they asked you if you had, um, yeah. Indian, if you are native American. And I asked them, because they keep asking you that question. Or do you have Native American in your blood? I was like, because my um, mom's granddad is Native American, 100%. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah. And I'm like, why do y'all keep asking me this question? And then she told me, because people who have Native American genes, they have the longest labor. They can be in labor for a long time for days for weeks which is for what girl what no. happened because <laughs> i was in labor for a whole week oh no before i had my daughter no oh, wow. so and my my mom's side of the family they be in labor for a long time Bro. majority of the time no. so if you got native american in your blood and and you was like yeah i was overdue or yeah i was in labor for a long time yeah it's because you got native american in your blood they've been wow that's a good tablet of information yeah. so i was a week overdue for 
Dakota. Um, but I didn't know that it was because it could have been because of genetics like that. I just thought that they just miscounted. <laughs> nah, girl, if the baby's staying there longer or the labor's real long, it could be because of your Native American set. Yeah. But like, it wasn't even act like I, so I had gotten induced because I just wasn't having it anymore. It was, you know, the summer of 2018, bro. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you said that going back to what was the hardest trimester for you or was it all hard as well? Oh no, it wasn't all hard. My hardest trimester always is my, um, my first and my third. My second, I'm just coasting. Like I already got it. The, the, the morning sickness went away um, and I'm just feeling the growth of the kid. But then towards the end of the second into the third, that's when like my body does like a super growth spurt. And I, I have a f- smaller frame for those who don't know, excuse me. Um, so when I do that super growth spurt, plus I've had two back surgeries to correct my scoliosis my whole body just cramps up and tries to reconfigure and I'm like what's going on (laughs) so yeah I wouldn't say like I'm rejecting or anything it's just things are happening too quickly for me to figure out what's going on and I'm not one to like fast changes with my body (laughs) wow so 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 um you had because of that did, did that affect your pregnant like when you were t- when it was time for you to deliver did your small frame like okay give you a hard so time? there were things that the doctor had told me that she said that she was afraid for me I literally yo the whole pregnancy I was like I'm gonna do this natural I'm gonna do this that and the third everything's gonna be fine I had I had a good idea of how I wanted things to go when the day come came oh 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 and then on top of that I gotta give credit to Taryn he and I made a plan of how we were going to do this because we were gonna do it together and if we stuck to the plan maybe it would have been more successful but because I got impatient, because I had other things on my mind, like whether I was going to have the support of like my, my parents being there and blah, blah, blah. Since they are out of state, they came over. And then my doctor, shout out to my OB, she was actually my babysitter from when I was a kid. And my parents, yeah, my mom and her went to school together. Um, she was telling me that because of me being so small and my baby, she thought was measuring like nine pounds. She didn't think that I would be able to do it naturally. I was like, no, I'll be fine. Like, I'll be fine. But I never progressed past three centimeters. And I think it's because I went in too early. Granted, she was scheduled for the 13th and I didn't have her until the 19th. So that was the only thing that I would say because of my small frame, people were afraid of, but I didn't, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid the whole time, except for um, not having the support. Like I didn't think I was going to die or anything. Right. 
So Barbie, is there anything out like which which pregnancy was scarier for you? Was it like the the first one or the second one? Or were they both like I know they both were scary, yeah. but was it like an equal amount scary or were, was one more concerning than the other for you? Well, yeah, because I guess the first one, it was more scared for myself because it was my body. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was fine. There was no problem with her. Right. I was scared for me because I got an infection that they never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So Do you I was, know the type of infection or you don't know? They still called. didn't even know what to call it. So, and shout out to Dr. Krivak because he was over my case Mm because they had so many doctors try. They even flew a doctor from Germany. Wow. Try to work on me. But Dr. Krivak from West Penn Hospital, he was over my case and he did a great job. And I had to wear a room vac for almost a whole year. What's that? That's a room vac. Well, first of all, so my stomach was cut like a smiley face. Oh. from hip to hip mm-hmm. and I was not sh- sewed shut so they <gasps> cut all the infection off so part of my whole belly was gone and it's just open talk about a tummy tuck <laughs> yeah so but it's not closed so it's open so the wound back is like a big sponge that they put in there oh. and it's attached to a machine and it's sucking out all the poison it's sucking oh. it out and I did that whole process for six months. Oh. First, it was a real big thing. And then I did that for six months. And you had to be in the hospital for that or they let you for, go? Yeah, for my daughter's first month and a half, I did. And I, I didn't get to see her for that first week. I was only home for 48 hours mm. wow. after I had her. And then I had to go back. So I believe I left with an infection and they just didn't know it was an infection yet. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the first pregnancy, I was more scared for me mm-hmm. than her because she was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the second pregnancy, I was scared for my son because it was just like from the back. This the is baby. a high risk. This yeah. is a high risk pregnancy because of what your last pregnancy was. I had a team from the jump. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the doctors every week to make sure he was okay. Right. And then I had to have him early. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember going to right before, when they told me, they said, you're going to have him early. It's just when. Oh, wow. So they told me that fact. And so I was going on almost five months. Yeah. Cause I was going about five months mm-hmm. in 27 weeks. So when I went to that appointment and she told me your body's getting sicker mm-hmm. and he's having problems because his heart rate is not the best, best because he right. keeps giving different heart rates. Mm-hmm. And she told me next time, if you come back like this, we're taking him out that day. Wow. Oh. Wow. So she said, just start having your bag in the car. Mm-hmm. Always. If you, if you come back to the emergency room and you're sick, we're taking them out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. If anything seems wrong. I don't care if it's just a blood things low, just any type of thing. We're taking them out. Right. So when you when you were so like this was every time you went to your aunt, I mean your your regular visit. They said the next time you come back to your visit. Or- yeah, because I had to call every single week. I had to go because okay. normally so it wasn't like 
it wasn't like you were going to the hospital like something's not right you were just like yeah I was going every week Mm -hmm. to my appointments because normally when you are pregnant you know towards the beginning you don't go that much at first like okay we confirmed you're pregnant see you in three months (laughs) okay we'll see you in 30 days really some people for some people yeah for some people towards the beginning it's like okay you're pregnant we'll see you in three months but we'll see you we might see you in between but it's probably just going to be for ultrasound see how big you are and this and that but mine was like every month I was like, was every week I had to go every single week and then I had to start going twice a week well do you think that you had to go every month because didn't you have like a tilted uterus Does they that said make that a it difference? didn't affect it didn't anything affect it? oh okay well everybody's different I guess every doctor does different do- hospitals is different yeah. yeah different hospitals are different I found that out West Penn and McGee is totally two different places oh okay. <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna get into that yeah, but, but they okay (laughs) okay so um with your delivery Mm -hmm. you had complications too right I had complications um and I only had complications because I wasn't progressing like they thought that I would and they would suggest ways to try to trigger progression and I just wasn't first of all how are you gonna go and get induced right and get like, you know, the most level of Pitocin is like 20 cc's or something. Mm-hmm. How come I'm just chilling, still working? <laughs> Full-blown contractions. I was like, hold on. Eee! Okay, go back to typing. Like, I was literally chilling through my infection. I mean, my contractions. It's That's crazy. what I was doing. I'm with her. Doing them contractions, I was chilling. Yeah. Like, and then on top of that, um... I was dancing. I was very active. Like Taryn, I mean, well, Taryn and Danielle say I was acting a damn fool. <laughs> I used to make fun of her because of her run. She'd be running while she was pregnant. I like you look crazy, girl. I was waddling. I'd be walling down the sidewalk. Like I can still hang. I was jumping off the stove. I was just trying to get this baby out because I'm telling you that summer was too damn hot. And I, first of all. There was no relief on the outside. There was no relief on the inside. I said, Danielle, we getting an air conditioner today. today. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I will make, I made a can air conditioner. That yep, time. yep. That's- <laughs> <laughs> it worked for like five minutes and then I cried because it broke. But anyway, um, like I only had the, um, I only had the, what were we talking about your delivery no 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 I only had the complications towards the end because I was in labor for 21 20 something hours oh wow and uh I wasn't tired but I fell asleep and uh this is after I had three epidurals I didn't need the epidurals I wasn't in any pain I didn't want to, first of all, I didn't even want to get the epidural because my spine is fused. So I knew it wasn't going to act the same as if someone didn't. They put it in. I couldn't feel my feet and my lower legs, but I can feel all the contractions. The reason why they suggested the epidural was so that my body could relax so they could possibly open up the opening further. So I said, is this okay? 
And they're like, no, you're not supposed to feel anything. So I said, okay, well, I'm feeling this, that, and the third. So they go in again. While they're putting the needle in, I'm like, I can't hear anything. Am I not supposed to hear? They're like, oh, whoops. And I'm like, whoops. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and then the last time um, they had to get another anesthesiologist. And that's what helped me, I guess, go to sleep. You know, I was, like I said, like I was chilling throughout the whole time. But I got nervous when it came to the whole epidural thing because it just was going against my my birth plan mind you tell your doctor and your husband or whoever your partner is make sure that you write it down so you can remember your birth plan because people will kind of like take advantage of you not being prepared and like they'll overcharge you and it's not of malice just remember if you're going to a hospital Number one, at the end of the day, it's a business, all right? They charge you for holding your baby after delivery. They charge you for everything. That's why I say if you're in the hospital, make sure you take all the stuff that you can because they're going to charge you anyway. Pretty much. <laughs> take everything in that room. Take the bed. No. <laughs> I did. I took everything. Diapers, you know formula, all that. Everything that, they, everything that they provide you, but stay firm on as much as possible have an advocate with you that's knowledgeable and is able to fight for you when you can't because when I was drugged up by all the epidurals and stuff I lost control of what I was doing they're making me sign papers I'm like oh yeah everything's fine Taryn's like Mm -hmm. um excuse me I need to get a copy of that I need to see this and I was like yeah let him do it (laughs) I was so loopy and then one time um right before they said I had to go do the C-section. Um, um, it's kind of hard. They like, I remember waking up and they said that my, I was starting to get an infection because they popped my water at four o'clock that afternoon. Mm. I didn't deliver till 6.59 the next day. And they said that she was sitting in dry and it, she could possibly get an infection or I was getting an infection. So that's why they opted for the C-section right then and there. And Taryn um, started thinking that I was gonna die or getting nervous. I wasn't nervous. I knew I wasn't gonna die, but even Danielle can tell you, she wasn't even there. I wasn't there. Let me tell you. So this was the scariest part. This is how close we are, okay? So I was washing dishes or something like that. And all of a sudden in my spirit, I just felt, I was like, I don't think Mel's okay. I wasn't okay. So I had messaged uh, her husband, Taryn, and I had messaged him like, hey, is Mel okay? And I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, oh no, I feel like something's going on. And you knew that something was going on because Taryn was like, on, this is the most social media active this man has ever, ever been, been in his whole life. So like we were getting <laughs> updates the whole time, you know, whatever. And then the next morning, like literally like maybe around six or so, I, found, I, I, I woke up because I was just like, something doesn't feel right. Something's like whatever. I had a whole dream that she was like bleeding out in my head. So I text Taryn like, hey, is she okay? I didn't hear anything. And then a few minutes or 
a little after he was like, oh, Dakota was born, you know, X, Y, and Z. But then I was like, is Mel okay? Like, I don't know why I knew the baby was okay. Yeah, but I was like, fine. is Mel okay? Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear anything. So here I'm just like, oh my God, I'm freaking out because I'm just like, I haven't heard anything about Mel since the night before. Yeah. So um, then finally, I guess she, you had surgery that morning. I had surgery that morning. Yeah. So finally she he had surgery. She had surgery that morning and you had a fever and all that stuff. Too, I, had right? a, I had a fever. Um, but t- like, so with this pregnancy and dealing with our midwife slash doula, I had another story of what happened but apparently that's not what happened. I had no idea what was going on. That's how far gone I was. Like, I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to die. I knew it was going to be okay. But like you said, like I threw up during the C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that I was pretty cognitive. Like I was having full-blown conversations. I thought I knew what I was talking about. And um, I just remember passing out because... I think I got tired and right. Taryn was just like, no, like you, you were snoring, like you passed out, like you went out. Yeah. And I, I finally got the text from him like, oh, she's okay. She's in recovery or whatever. And I waited a day. I didn't go right. I didn't go to the hospital right away. And then when I, I came to the hospital, I think the day after she was agitated. Like I could see it. Like I could feel it. I felt the energy. I was pissed. I was pissed beyond belief. And, um, <laughs> She also had a hard time sleeping. I think the whole experience was like it was traumatizing. It was tra- it was yeah, I'm gonna say that's traumatizing. So uh, I just remember she had a hard time sleeping. She's looked tired. Everything like I know her husband was tired. Like everybody was tired. So I I tried not to interfere too much because. I felt like a lot of people were just coming to the hospital. Girl. And <laughs> even when I was, before I even came to the hospital, I just kept like, hey, do you want me to come? Does she need anything? You know, whatever. Because I wanted them to have that time to kind of like And no one else got the memo. Like, <laughs> I, wish, I was about to say, I wish everybody was like you, Danielle, yeah. on that I, part. I really wanted to give them the time to recuperate. And then I only asked, like, hey, do you want, I, I literally asked, like, do you want me to come? Do you want this, like, you know, whatever. And that's when she's, uh, I think Tara was like, yeah, it's okay to come. And then I specifically said, does Mel need anything? Like, I didn't really care. Like, I just knew the baby was okay. People were treating this whole delivery like I was picking up food from McDonald's at the drive-thru. Like, oh, she's fine. Okay, let's go. I'm like, um, excuse me. This is a full course meal. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what? Yeah, so I just remember that. And and then even after, so that's another thing. After you had your child, because I know with Mel, she had a she had a hard time adjusting. I think it was the part of, um, from my perspective, I think part of it was she didn't have the birthing plan that she wanted. She wanted it to be as natural as possible. And then also like, she couldn't even remember everything that happened. So she- And someone had to tell me afterwards because I thought I remembered, but it was like, that's not what happened. Like, what do you mean that didn't happen? I I was there. And then, (laughs) you know, trying to bond with your child and it's just like, it, I think that was, it was just hard for her. So I, I wanted to give her her space, but at the same time, it was like, 
I didn't want her to fall into like that postpartum depression. Yeah. So I, I tried to be there as much as possible and go out with her, like, you know, stuff like that. Try to maintain some yeah. type of normal scene, But at right? the same time, give her her space right. because I didn't want to be annoying. Yeah. Um, so but did you, did you have I'll, any issue like that? <laughs> yeah. All friends take notes on what Danielle did. I just had yeah, to say that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for me. So my daughter, after her birth, it was wonderful. It was like a, what, the Lion King come to home. Everybody <laughs> came. <laughs> yeah, um, I was sick, but everybody was coming to see her. And mind you, when I had her, the next day was her dad's birthday. Oh. So we had our moment that night. So the next day, <laughs> it was me and my mom early in the morning by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then... My mom told everybody, don't come until at least after 12, give Barbie some time. And after that, it was just a whole bunch of people coming in, coming in, Mm -hmm. which I didn't mind. I'm a people person. So at that moment, I was feeling good because, like I said, when I had my daughter, I was just glad it was over Mm -hmm. and I was able to eat eggs again. Thank (laughs) God. Like, well, you couldn't, you didn't like, I mean, that I couldn't do egg, girl. Everything smelled so bad to me. Everything made me throw up. So I was just enjoying being able to smell things. And I was like, I'm not nauseous. Oh, my gosh. Because at (laughs) first, I was scared to eat. They brought me my tray. No, you're right. Yeah. I was so scared to eat. And I was like, Mom, they gave me eggs. I'm not eating this. It's going to make me sick. And my mom had to help me reprogram my mind. And she was like, Barbie, you're not pregnant anymore. And once the baby come out, your body goes back. It's instantly not, not gonna feel that way, but in my mind, I'm like, for nine months, it's traumatizing. <laughs> it was my enemy, like, eggs was the worst for me, so I was like, no, no, no. And then finally, I just got really hungry because my mom went to the bathroom or something, and I was hungry, and I was like, well, let me just try it, it's all I have. I'm waiting for him to bring someone else, and I was able to eat it, but it was a kumbaya moment with my daughter. Mm-hmm. But after my son, I'm like, you, girl, I, I feel for you. Birth planning was just off the table. Yeah. There was nothing. Um, first of all, there was an incident with my husband, medical-wise, so he couldn't be there. Oh, wow. So, I, because when I had my son, I couldn't see. It was like I was underwater, so I could not Marine. see. No, this time it was like I was in the pool underwater. You know how you open up your eyes underwater? Right. Oh. So I was seeing everything like that. I could not see well. Um, my hands and my feet were swollen like sausages. And we called the ambulance and stuff. And, you know, they said I was going to have him. Um, and when I had him, afterwards, it was traumatizing for me because I was like you. I was so drugged up. Um, they didn't cut me the regular way for the C-section this time. This time it was from the chest, between the chest down. Yeah. Up straight there. down. Uh-huh, vertical. And I was out of it like you. And they was telling my mom to keep me up because I was passing out like you was. So I totally, I get what you meant. Like I was trying not to tear up because I totally felt how you did because I don't remember half of it. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me before they left, if it wasn't for a picture to prove it, 
I wouldn't believe it because they told me I wasn't really going to be able to see them. I would have to see them as they rolled them out. So my mom was able to see them, but I didn't see them. The only thing I remember doing the C-section was I was out of it and I heard him cry. And I woke up and I looked at my mom and I said, he's crying. And my mom said, no, he's not. I oh, said, wow. mom, he's here. He's crying. And after that, I went out. And my mom said, the doctor told her that I had my mommy ears because he did cry. He did a small cry. Wow. And I can't believe she heard that because it was the tiniest cry because his lungs was messed up at the time. Right. So they had to rush him to the NIC unit. And he was on a breathing machine. They was pumping it for him. Right. So, but I heard him cry with all that noise and stuff and me being out cold, I woke up and I heard him cry. So that's the only thing I do remember. But afterwards, it was very hard for me because I was sitting in the recovery room by myself mm-hmm. and the nurses is over there chit-chatting. Mm-hmm. about her daughter's prom mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here thinking to myself I just gave birth and I don't even have nothing to show for it right. where's where's the baby I, I don't even get to hold my baby that's what I was thinking about and then I'm like my husband's not here so I don't have no one to hold my hand and my mom she went to go check on my son for me Right. So I was just sitting there traumatized and I was just like, look, I'm trying not to cry, but in my mind, I was thinking nobody's going to sit here with me and see how I'm doing. Right. Because nobody's realizing I just went through a trauma. I had my son. I don't remember. And now y'all got me sitting in a recovery room where we're supposed to receive a baby and I have no baby. Right. And isn't it funny, like, well, I don't know if you did, but we went to the hospital prior and they give you the tour and everything. And I remember them specifically saying this isn't a mommy, uh, a a mommy, uh, what's it called? Like, this is a mommy focus. This is a family focused hospital. Mm. But then like they leave you high and dry or even your support they leave you high and dry because that was my biggest thing I'm just like yo how you gonna feed me and then like Taryn doesn't even get like I I had to share my food with him and I know that he didn't he wanted me to be okay but I'm just like I can't be okay if you're not okay like I can't have you walking over disrespecting my, my my husband I mean granted we weren't were we married at the yeah, time? Yeah, you were married. Oh, yeah, we were, okay, we were married at the time, and I didn't have the last name yet, but this is still my husband, this is the father of my child, the one that you're, like, trying to take away from me every split second to go and do this, that, and the third that's not even necessary, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yo, like, why do you think, and maybe it's because they do it so often, but I'm just like, this is a life like I'm a life she is a life he is a life you have to nurture that it's more than just the physical it's the spiritual it's the mental it's all connected if you do that like this is why especially people from 
the minorities, we don't have high um, mortality rates in the hospital. That's why everybody's trying to do alternative things. Like if it wasn't for the fact that New Jersey's stupid and doesn't let you do VBACs at home, I would not even go to the hospital, but it's illegal here. How are you gonna make some, how are you gonna make something so natural illegal? That is crazy. Yeah, so just so, so people know, like Mel was trying to have a home birth this time around wow. um, because of the hospital. Because of the hospital. Because of all um, the trauma. Yes, and that's care. traumatizing. And um, unfortunately, with COVID and the state of New Jersey, also when you go back, when you go from having a C-section to trying to go back to a natural birth, that's called a V-back. So just so people yeah. know that. Vaginal back. Yeah, so um a vaginal birth after cesarean. It's it's kind of hard because they do make it difficult for you to do that. Um some of them would say that it's out of safety reasons and stuff like that, but there is a risk. There is a risk, but it's also small. there's also money involved because we learned some things from her doula and midwife uh later that they changed some laws at during COVID. Um, because a lot of people weren't having their babies during in the hospital. Um, I don't want to give out wrong information because we are going to have an episode with her doula on to really talk about like the process of home birth, how that usually works, and what changed this time so that she that she wasn't able to have the baby at home the way she wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to have an episode on that. But just so people know, that's what she's talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, as you can see, this the Mel well, got emotional. See. Well, you can't see, but as you can hear, Mel got emotional because of that. Because it it was a tough time. It was a tough time. Yes. That um, you know, and that's why I have to say, like, mothers, it is tough being pregnant, and I, I that's why I give all applause to all the mothers out there who mm. really like. I mean, I know that you're a mother, even if you if you adopted your kid or stuff like that. I, I I know you're still a mother, but there's something about the whole going through pregnancy and just yeah. having to carry your child for nine months that I applaud because that that is a difficult thing. And then also wondering like, am I doing the right thing? Am I eating the right thing while I'm pregnant with them? Did as you said, like you didn't even know you were pregnant with your second child and you just had like, <laughs> you know, some alcohol. You're like, oh man, is this going to affect my child? You know, Yo, stuff like that. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. So, yes. And everything and you plus do. the mommy shaming. Don't forget the, the mommy, mommy shaming. Right. You got to do this. You need to do this for your baby. I'm like, shut up. I'm pregnant. You're not. This is my body. <laughs> and not you know, your business. This isn't about like, you know, shaming C-sections because if that's your thing, and that's your thing. It's just that for people that aren't going towards that direction or they have no other choice, this is who we're talking to because we can understand, we can understand that pain or that trauma that can be dealt yes. with. But if you want to have a C-section and that's what works best for you, then that's cool because maybe people don't want their vagina stretched out beyond belief, you know? <laughs> Remember, that junk got to get to 10 centimeters. You sleep, yes. you sleep that on a ruler? Like- <laughs> Girl, they showed everything. A baby watermelon. My husband would be joking around towards the due date. He was like, I want to go get a baby watermelon so you can see. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> 
Girl, when he did that, I literally, I broke that watermelon right in his face. I know, that's right. I was just like, did you really bring a baby watermelon? Girl, I took the hammer and, and he sat on the table, okay, baby watermelon. Bang, that's your baby watermelon. It's <laughs> a cruel, sick joke. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. But I do agree with you because I feel the same way for some things with the hospital. It can be very traumatizing. It, it was for me. And, and my worst experience was with the NIC unit. And mm-hmm. you would have never thought it would have been mm-hmm. with my son being premature. Mm-hmm. that was that was my worst experience and I realized as my son got older I have not gotten self-healing from that right and he's about to be six years old but oh. that time they didn't offer me any therapy mm. which I really needed right. um I went to drinking mm. I'm not even a drinker mind you like I, you heard me say a cooler Right. First of all, so I don't really drink. And when I drink, I drink a cooler. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when I didn't have my son, I was drinking vodka. I was oh. drinking gin, E and J, because I had dreams at night hearing him cry Ooh. and wake up and I couldn't find him. Oh my God. I'm looking around and then I remembered he's not here. He's in the NIC unit and they didn't wow. have cameras at the time. Oh, wow. So I couldn't look on my phone like the moms can now. Because mm-hmm. when it was my sister's turn, they had the camera. So she was able to look. Right. You know, right. and they gave her some comfort, but I couldn't look. Right. And to call them and check on my baby. And some of them have attitudes like you just called 20 minutes ago. Ew, I don't care up. if I called <laughs> five minutes ago. Like I literally cussed this woman out and I'm not a cussed out person. Okay, Danielle, you know me. I don't <laughs> out, but I cussed her out because she was telling me like he literally called 20 minutes ago. And I said, I don't care if I called five seconds ago. If you've never been away from your child before, then you don't understand what I'm going through. So if I call to check about my child, I want you to tell me about my mother effing child. That's right. How I right. Get it, girl. And I said, if, if you don't want to answer this question, send me to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Tell, me, tell me somebody who home. will yes I, said, I will get up here right now and check on them myself <laughs> and just so you know for any mothers who have any children in the NIC unit if you feel uncomfortable with any nurses you ask to speak to the head nurse or the head manager of their floor and you can request for that nurse not to be over your baby yeah you can even request for a certain nurse to be over your baby you got to pick up to three though because they all shift around but that's important information to know because they don't tell you that I figured that out on my own and my dad had a friend's mom who was the uh, um the desk person at the table in the NIC unit Mm -hmm. so she was telling me oh but I had to request because I had this one woman and I, this is what I was like, they traumatized me. I came late at night. I was very depressed this night. So I just came, however, sweats, shirts, head wrap, you know, in the house clothes. I just yeah. came with my slippers. Took a lot for me to get out my daggone house that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. She don't know what I went through that day. No. I had a rough day and 
my daughter wasn't even living with me at the time. My aunt had my daughter mm-hmm. for a month because I couldn't be around children. Mm-hmm. I got angry seeing children mm-hmm. because I couldn't have my son. Mm-hmm. So I go to see my son. I'm washing him up. The next day, the um, social worker said she wanted to talk to me. I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, well, last night, the nurse put in a little complaint saying um, that, you know, you smelled a little bit and stuff like that. And they didn't really know if they wanted you to hold the baby and stuff. Oh, and And I said, Mm-mm. he's my son. I don't care if I smell like a trash can. <laughs> he's my son. How do they feel like they have the right? Like they got cut open for him. Like oh, they're no. the ones who got the drugs and stuff and had to be sick with this boy and carried him for the five and a half months that I did. How do they feel like they got the brothers, the mother's right to tell me if I could hold my son or not? Wow. Wish they let me hold him. But the caseworker was on my side and she said, I just have to tell you because it's my job. Uh-huh. Right. There's something else I can tell you that's my job is do you want to put in a complaint? I said, the hell I do want to put in a complaint. <laughs> yes, I do. Because <laughs> how dare y'all do that? But they traumatized me. I've just been traumatized. There was a lot of good nurses. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But there was a few who made it hard for me. And there was this older white woman. I came to the NIC unit. They switch babies in the rooms because they clean the rooms all the time. So your baby will never be in the same whole room when you get there. I didn't know. So when I got there, my baby wasn't in a room Mm -hmm. and I'm freaking out because I'm like, where's my baby? Because the one time he was missing, he had to get a surgery. And that's why he wasn't in the room. Mm -hmm. So I'm freaking out. They um was going to call me, but I was already there. He had to get an emergency surgery. Okay. He had an infection in his foot. Okay. So they was going to call me, but I was already there. So mm-hmm. they just started telling me then. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Where is he at? And they said, well, they just took him. He was about to call you. But when I got there again, he was missing. And I didn't know they was cleaning the room and transferring him. I'm like, where is he at? Where is he at? And then this older white woman, who's one of the volunteers who hold people's babies and rock them. My mom was with me and she said, it's not here. And my mom, (laughs) did she just say it? It? And I said, yes, she said it. Oh, no. And my mom was like, my grandson's not it. My mom's about to lose her whole mind. I'm like, calm down, mom, calm down, because I want to find my son first. Then you can get her. (laughs) They told me you moved them, but my mom definitely had a conversation with her because she said, you're an older white woman. You know what that means. You don't call nobody's baby it. And we saw you before, and we heard you say baby before. So why would you think it would be okay to say it? Mm-hmm. right and then they're always gonna justify what they say like oh you know it was yeah up, blah 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 I don't want to hear that joke. but I I just feel like they should have helped me more right and this is why a lot of mothers who have postpartum mm-hmm. commit suicide mm-hmm. and a lot of them say oh well we we missed the sign we wish you could have helped her or you need to let us know when you need help 
we do let y'all know right you don't hear us no you don't see us and then you do smart stuff like that that was a cry for help if you saw me coming up in there looking a mess right i did smell which i didn't by the way if you thought i did then why didn't you ask me why like, do you file a complaint? What is that gonna do? Like, I have an HR. <laughs> First of all, I just thought I I'm very happy that you're sharing this story with us because I didn't know. Like, I I know I knew you had a difficult pregnancy and I knew that, but for me, I didn't when stuff like this happens, sometimes I don't know how to reach out. Like I want to and I want to show support, but I also, like I said with Mel, like. I don't, you're going through a lot. So I don't want to be another person just being like, hey, let me jump on you or let me, let me just keep doing that. But now I've learned just to reach out or ask people specifically, can I do anything? Because me asking to me is, that's what you can tell me what you need instead of me assuming what you need. I don't like, I don't want to assume what you need. I want you to tell me like, but you have to reach out first. Like, I don't want to, like, that's one thing that I know I started to work on because I had a cousin who had a miscarriage and I didn't even know what to say or, or, or like she carried the pregnancy to term, but uh, something happened right before. And I didn't know what to say. Like, I was just like, dang, I don't, I don't know what to, to say to her. I don't know how to do it, you know, whatever. But then I was thinking about it. I'm like, dang, I feel I feel like I should have done more at the time. But like I said, I didn't want to jump on her. So um, that is a good point that you brought up. Like you're dealing with something traumatic. And instead of asking like, oh, do you need counseling? Do you need this? Do you want help? How can we support you? They're automatically doing stuff to make the situation worse for you. So that that's one thing I that's one thing that I know <laughs> would be tough for me. And you know, my mother. So, you know, if I, if I had to go through any of that situation, no. Leah would not be having no. it at all. No. Like <laughs> that's how my mother was. My mother, my mother was ready to go to bat for me. And I will say, and I had to apologize to my mom, but it wasn't her fault. She didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. but uh she was the one there with me when I had my son right it was me and her so after I had him I detached some from her oh because she reminded me of the trauma oh and so I went to go and stay me and my husband stayed at his Nana's house Mm -hmm. for like a whole month Mm -hmm. that first whole month while my son was in the NIC unit Mm -hmm. and it wasn't her and, you know, she felt bad and mm-hmm. she was missing me because she was going through her own trauma as well. She was right. there with me. Right. And to so, see your daughter go through that, that's a yeah. lot. Too. And I remember when I told her I was going to his Nana's house, she came downstairs. Mind you, my mom's on a walker mm-hmm. at this time. She came downstairs and she said, are you sure you don't want to stay here with me? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, mom, I need to get away mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm-hmm but it wasn't her. It was me. So just know if you ever have someone like that in your life and they pull away from you, don't take it personal. Please. Because it, it was a trauma for me. And maybe you was there in that trauma at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's reminded me of it. So for a minute, I need a little bit of fresh air from that. Mm-hmm. Right. That doesn't mean that you can't call me or we can't talk. But as far as us 
chilling and being around each other, I might need a minute from that. Right. Because right. seeing you remind me of the trauma. Right. Yeah. Wow. Flashes. First of all, I feel like we this is a this this is this was a good episode. Like we I am so like, happy. This 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 is, <laughs> this is a good this, one. This episode is so revealing and just like healing in the fact that we are able to share our stories and like even maybe maybe it's the hormones but I don't want to make it so simple like that but it's really helping me especially with what um my doula shout out to Elena like you really helped me out this second pregnancy because I didn't know how I was gonna do this again especially with all the changes that were forced upon me if I didn't have her if I didn't have my support team like I probably like including Danielle I I don't I don't know I don't know Mm -hmm. but I'm just very grateful this needed to happen right yeah Um, I, I, I feel like we could talk about this all night, but I definitely want to uh, start to wrap this up. But I have a question for both of you. Number one, for everything you went through, everything, do you feel like it was worth it? Of course. Yes, of course. because I am that walking, living testimony mm-hmm. that... Um, I'm, I feel like now after having my children, which was wonderful, because first of all, I love my babies. Right. They're the best thing that God ever gave to me. Mm-hmm. And with my son coming early, I even thank God for that because he showed me that he was something I never knew I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Because okay. I had to wait to hold him. I didn't get to hold my son for almost a month mm-hmm. in my arms. So he showed me that my son was something I wanted. So I don't regret that. Every single thing was precious with him. Right. The simple things. So I'm very, I'm grateful now that I went through it mm-hmm. because now I'm going to use my story to help women and mm-hmm. I want to make them hear us. I even did things not long ago where I went to that Nick unit and you can leave stuff for mothers in the area. Oh. And I would do that sometimes. Oh, that's nice. I would go and do that sometimes, leave them things, whether it's pops juice refreshments whatever I did that before Mm -hmm. but I do believe it was it was meant for me to go through that because I'm an author as well and you best believe this is going to be a book amen (laughs) this will be a book one day and I know that God's going to use my story to turn it into a Christian fiction book to help heal people and to help people see Mm -hmm. us different and not Mm -hmm. talk to us crazy I'm talking about families and friends who don't understand it Mm -hmm. to make them see us different Mm -hmm. and also to help the mothers as well who have been traumatized like me and you my sister because me and you got a lot because I definitely feel your story I was the same way with my second pregnancy I was nervous as H-E double hockey six Mm -hmm. so I was supposed to be I was supposed to go through that Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Mel? I think because of the fact that, you know, full circle, like I said, I didn't want to have kids because I thought that it was going to take away from a piece of me. And then once I found out how connected Tara and I are, I started considering 
to pass on my legacy because I realized it wasn't about just me anymore. It wasn't just about Taryn anymore. It's about, like I said, passing on this legacy. Like this is something special that I can share with the world. And a lot of people say like, oh, well, this world is crap. The child who chooses the parent is automatically built to withstand anything that is thrown at it. And it showed perfectly in both of my kids. Granted, this kid didn't even pop out yet. And I already know that they're prepared. And I have to, and I remember that every day I've been doing a mantra because my doula suggested this is gonna be the best way to start your healing process is putting yourself in that mindset. And I like, I try to keep my heart as light as possible. So I forgive everything that was brought upon me and the trials and tribulations that we all had to deal with. And it made me realize how strong I was. I knew I was strong, but I didn't know how strong. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the trauma and the aftermath, even if no one, you, even though you don't say that you need help, the people that are there to listen to your stories, that's sometimes all the help that you need because from being in a place that you don't feel like you have a voice or the voice that you have isn't heard, just make sure that you can share whatever breath that you have shoot you might be even out of breath because i know i'm out of breath right now and i'm not even doing anything <laughs> but whatever to the last breath any form of communication that you have just share it someone hopefully will be there to listen and be able to hear you not just listening but actually hear you in a way that they can help you and whatever you have to do like i didn't know how important this episode was supposed to be, but I'm just happy Mother's Day, everybody. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna say it like this because it's so sweet. You're gonna be here crying. I don't even know what to do. But I'm gonna say this. All right. So we always give um, advice at the end. So what? I feel like I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take myself out of the advice part for this. The only. The only advice I would have is like, yo, really be prepared for this. Mentally prepare, cause who this seems tough. I mean, I love it, but it just seems tough. But um, it's tough, but it's worth it. You, you're. You'll be okay. I would say the top. It, we always give like top three advice, and so this time I'm gonna add something. So give your top three advice that you would do, like if you had to do it all over again, and. The last thing I would say is your favorite part about being a mother. So top three advice, okay. your favorite part about being your mother. So we'll start with you, Barb. Um, Top three advice. Before you get pregnant, make sure you spend a good time amount along with you and your partner. Yeah. Wish I would have rewind that and waited till 25 and not 21. <laughs> hey, can't change it now. Um, tip number two, I would say also is talk about your parenting plans with your partner before the baby come. And when I'm talking about parenting plans, how do you want to raise the babies? What is something from your values that you learned growing up? 
and what's something from my values that I learned growing up? What do we plan on keeping and what do we plan to throw away? And tip number three is, honey, your body's going to change regardless. <laughs> Don't get mad at yourself for the changes that's about to come. Remind yourself with every change that it's for the baby so my baby can grow and my baby can be here. So when you look at yourself, because the sons took away my beauty and my <laughs> daughter, she did something else. But whenever you have them changes and you cry, tell yourself <laughs> that these changes are for my baby and it's going to come back when they get out of me. <laughs> and what I love so far now in these seven years of being a mother is seeing my children do things like me when I was a kid. <laughs> I love that because I feel like I'm getting to see myself as a child in a different light mm -hmm. now as a mom, because my daughter is me to the T mm -hmm. and my son is my husband to the T. <laughs> and it's so fun to see it. And I'll be like, okay, well, that's why I got in trouble a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense now. And then when my son talked, the one thing my son got from me is this. <laughs> and when he talks, I'd be like, God, did I talk that much? Did yes, I really you did. Talk that yes. much? Yeah, you did. You did. I realized realize why people would be like, okay barbie that's enough because now i'm like it's enough jj enough. oh my gosh so, oh my god <laughs> what's your top three advice and what's your favorite thing yo i'm, I'm cracking up <laughs> my top three advice i say i say that if it's meant to be, it'll be because even though things don't go the way that you want it, everything happens because of its purpose behind it. You might not be able to see it right then and there, but you'll definitely see, definitely see it later. <laughs> um, number two, Please, if you can find the support, ask for the support because that's the only way. And it doesn't even have to be a person. Like you just have to get right with whoever, whatever you follow, whether it's some type of higher power, whether it's God, whether it's whoever you decide to believe in, you need to make sure that your foundation is set because at the end of the day, nothing happens without it and you can't control everything you can't control anything you can just put your intentions and let the universe you know answer as much as they can and it will only be answered in the time divinely don't you it doesn't work on anybody else's time but when the right time comes and you just gotta learn to be patient learn to be still and learn to listen to the clues or the message that's being presented to you open your ears learn from your mistakes <laughs> um my favorite part of parenting 
<laughs> my favorite part, my favorite part is, you know, the little things that you, um, like, I like it when they start absorbing stuff that you, uh, you give to them. Like, I really tried to start Dakota early to get her independence going. And when you see that junk hit, <laughs> yo, I was like, yes, it's like little cool, little, little check marks. Like, all right, I see you out there. <laughs> like, like just them interacting with you. And you know, these moments, they don't last forever. And you start thinking about like, more of these moments come up and there's gonna be a time that they don't need you anymore and you're not gonna be able to be there the way you are right now, but just take it one day at a time because when you start thinking ahead like that, it will mess you up. So please, please stay as present as possible. Don't let the annoyances and the bullshit, <laughs> the shit. <laughs> Don't let it bother you to be like, it's it's okay. Shit happens. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Oh, okay, so guys, I just want to thank you. This was this was a really good episode. I, I enjoyed Barbie. Thank you so much for being on. Also, guys, please check out her book and please check out uh What's the name? Your book again is Bless This Mess, Volume Yeah, one. Bless This Mess, Ruth, Volume 1. Right. It's available for pre-order now. So if you go to my Instagram, Sister Goose, and click that link, you can pre-order your book now for $14.99. Yes, and please check out Black Girls, Inc. and Black Men's, Inc. and coming soon, Black Kids, Inc. And... Also, please make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Allegedly Credible and www.allegedlycredible.com. I got it right for once. And you can check. It's a work in progress. <laughs> and please join our Facebook group so we can discuss our episodes and talk a lot more about it. So I, I really, we want to know also from you guys, like, if you guys had any difficult pregnancies, if anybody's like me who's not pregnant, or never had pregnant or have, doesn't have kids, but have taken care of kids. How's that? How did that change your view? Anybody who doesn't want kids, why you don't want kids, anything like that. Let's have a discussion on this. Have a wonderful day, guys. Have a Make sure to hug your moms, your aunts, your grandmas, if you have them around. And if they're not around physically, please make peace with them any way that you can because they can most likely hear you. Yep. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, God, I need a French toast. <laughs> <laughs>